Welcome to the Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today we'll be covering minute number 83, which goes from 1 hour 22 minutes to 1 hour 22 minutes 59 seconds. Uh, we start with Mark asking, was that a parable? Uh, I don't think he puts that kind of inflection into it, but you know, that's what's going on in his head. Um, and then of course, uh, JT confirms it wasn't a parable. He's just bragging about the fancy girls he's with. Um, and then he talks about how great Napster was and ha- what happens, um, you know, and how once you've got a good idea. And and then he tries to, he goes on about the lacrosse team before he then kind of talks about how Napster wasn't a failure, even though he's broke and clearly couch surfing. <laughs> um, and then he says, you know, uh, that's what your face mash was about. <laughs> and he's like... Uh, which I don't think is completely correct. Um, and then he tells them, you know, uh, you know, what the VCs want is to say, good idea, kid, the grown-ups will take it from here. And that is where the minute finishes. Joining me to talk about today is Robert Black. Hello, Robert. Hello again. And so, yeah, we kind of get to the point of why the story was being told. Well, we get to the setup of why the story was being told, which is because the two beautiful women who've just walked in are Victoria's Secrets models. And that's, of course, why they look familiar. And then, of course, Mark kind of lets out this expression of like, God, <laughs> like I like how he, he was kind of kind of taken in by this story. And then it wasn't really for the purpose he thought it was. And of course, Sean does what I like to call, you know, uh, I don't know. It's it's almost like a magician kind of deliberately telling you how he's doing the trick uh-huh. where he says, don't be impressed by all this, yep. which is what he's there for. <laughs> he's there to impress him with all this. And then he's saying, don't be impressed by all this. And it's such a wonderful, like the way that um, Justin Timberlake plays it is so great because it's like, he's kind of, he's kind of trying to be his friend. But then he's turned saying, no, you know, like, don't be impressed. But at the same time, here's this wonderful story that I've already got in my back pocket about the founder of this company uh, killing himself because he sold his company too short and, you know, didn't make enough money. And, um, you know, but then those are just Victoria's Secret models. That's why you know them, you know, like you've seen them wearing lingerie. But don't worry about all that. Don't be impressed by the fact that I'm with two women whose career is just you know, being semi-nude wearing lingerie, you know, just because they're ridiculously gorgeous, don't be impressed by that. And then he's like, I read your blog. It's a perfect it, setup, too, because Mark's like, was that a parable? Parable's like religious thing, you know? And then his next response is God, and don't be impressed with all this. Like, no, you're literally doing nothing but impressing him right now. You took him to this club, you're getting fancy drinks, you got fancy women. Like he's distracted by the architecture, of course. It's a perfect line because Sean's method is to impress you and tell you not to be. Because I, I said this before, he's a smug asshole, but <laughs> yeah. get, because Justin Timberlake is playing him, you still understand why anyone would be drawn to it. Yeah, I th- I think the thing is half of this doesn't work if it's not if you've not got Justin Timberlake's charisma with this role. Like, if this is anybody else, it's just a guy who's really like trying to manipulate someone. But with Justin Timberlake, it, it ends up being like a more compelling kind of an understandable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the fact that he says, you know. I read your blog and then of course Mark dismisses that of like oh you know like and then he goes do you know why I started Napster so again we're into a new story (laughs) and he's almost kind of letting Mark know why he's telling the story as well because he's like I read your blog meaning Uh obviously you know Zuck on it and then he says you know the movie the first entry yeah yeah so he's like you know you know why I started Napster a girl and he's like I love the you know I loved it in high school sorry a girl I loved in high school 
was with the co-captain of the varsity lacrosse team and I wanted to take her from him. So I decided to come up with the next big thing. And it's like, okay, right? So, like, he's co-captain of the varsity. Like, that's such a specific detail. He's not captain. And he's not captain of, like, the football team. He's co-captain of the varsity lacrosse team. Well, it makes it real. Yeah, so many kind of weird little details where you're like, he, there's no way this It's not like she was with the most popular jock in the school. No, it's more specific. No. Co-captain of the, varsity lacrosse. He was the most popular co-jock in the school. <laughs> um, there, were, there were two jocks and they were equally popular. Um, yeah, so I, I, I mean, like, that obviously then becomes the setup. Um, it's funny because with that story, he doesn't really pay it off. You know, obviously we'll get into it a little bit more in the next minute. Um but with the you know the Victoria's Secret story, the payoff is yeah they're models. <laughs> like, yeah. You know this guy set up this company that sells lingerie. They model the lingerie. That is who they are. That's why you know them. Um, and then of course he jumps to himself. I mean this is a thing as well. Sean is very good at selling himself, which obviously he'd already done at the meeting where they had the you know where Eduardo was there and they were discussing strategy and stuff. Um, so of course he's selling himself again, uh, where he says Napster wasn't a failure. Uh, right. Of course, <laughs> Napster is still a brand that exists today, but it's been bought by six different people one after the <laughs> other. And each time they can never seem to figure out how to kind of profit off it. So now it's just like a music streaming service for Best Buy. And it's like, OK, I guess Napster still is around. Um, but yeah, he tells them it wasn't a failure. I changed the music industry for better and for always. I disagree with the phrase. For better. <laughs> um, I don't know that making music basically worthless um, has kind of helped us. Um, you know, making it so that artists get paid basically nothing for their work, uh, while some artists can just live off their back catalogs. Like, I don't know that that really changed the music industry for better. It kind of destroyed part of the music industry. Um, I mean, it was kind of inevitable. Like, yeah. you know, once the di- once digital music exist existed. Someone had to kind of distribute it, and it, you know, it turned out that the first person to do that was someone who was sharing it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the music industry could have got in earlier on that, and they could have, uh, they could have kind of come together and organized something earlier, but they didn't. Um, you know, until iTunes, and then at that point, it was two or three years too late. Um, so you know, but yeah, I don't know if for better is particularly correct in this instance. <laughs> I would say for always, yes. Um, you could understand why Mark would all maybe think better also, though, because he's talking he's not saying yeah. the music industry is better for the music industry. It's better for regular people who want cheap music. It's, like, better, it's better for, for college students. It's better for college students who want to steal tons of music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That like and he's one of those. I'm, assu- I'm assuming that Mark Zuckerberg, the real Mark Zuckerberg I'm talking about right now oh, yeah. at college probably had. Kazar on his computer mm. and probably had thousands of songs that he downloaded for free and never oh, paid yeah. for. I, oh yeah, I'm I, gonna guess. I had Napster. You know, I I learned how to steal songs from freaking Pandora at the time because they would always yeah, stick I mean, the current song in your temp folder and you could go grab it <laughs> if you paused. Mm. Yeah, um, and obviously, I'm sure everyone is familiar with LimeWare. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, there was a joke. I can't even remember where it came from, but online it was like um, guys. A guy's copy of um, I can't remember. They titled it like the stuff was titled online. Why I'm not going to attempt to do the joke, uh, but they like finally finishes downloading after eight years, three months, and six days. <laughs> um, 
which is, <laughs> which is such a, a very specific limewarish gag. I think it was something like, you know, copy of like uh, Will Smith's, you know, Men in Black, um, <laughs> real, real copy dot MP3. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, obviously that, that kind of proliferated throughout the early part of this, uh, this millennium. So, um, but yeah, and, and it says, of course, you know, it might not be good business, but it pissed a lot of people off. Um, and wasn't that what your face mash was about? And it's like, not really. Like, a face mash wasn't about Mark Zuckerberg getting himself noticed by, you know, shifting the paradigm. It was about him being drunk and bitter and just coming up with something to occupy his mind before he fell asleep on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, he says, they're scared of me, pal, and they're going to be scared of you. <laughs> and I'm like, I d- like, I don't know why they, they're still scared of Sean Parker, because effectively he's a homeless person at this point. He's, you know. But he's still cool. Yeah, well, this is it. He's still got access. You know, he still knows that nice restaurant in... Uh, in, in in Manhattan, he still knows this nice club. Like he he still has the access. He just doesn't have the money once he gets in. Uh, and obviously, that is what he sees Mark as. You know, Mark is his meal ticket. Uh, and obviously, you know, he talks about the VCs are going to say, you know, good idea, kid. But the grown ups will take it from here, uh, which is where our minute finishes. Uh, which I find slightly weird because uh, you know later on in the, the film, uh, Sean Parker will take Mark Zuckerberg to meet a venture capitalist. So if he thinks they're bad and they're going to take the company away from him, why would he take him to meet them? But I guess you're not going to get your 1% if you don't at least get somebody to <laughs> stick a million in there so you can get, you know, your your 10 grand. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of like what's going on because obviously Sean is gradually manipulating Mark. He started with this this wonderful story, you know, um, of Victoria's Secrets, relating that to the fact that he's going out with a model, which again, it feels like the world's longest humble brag, that story. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I'm alive. Roy Raymond is not. I'm dating the models who work for his company. Um, and then, you know, the kind of the, the, the switch where he's like, don't be impressed by this. By the way, I started Napster because of a girl. Mm-hmm. I read your blog. Napster wasn't a failure. <laughs> you know, Face Mash was a success. Like he's reframing everything for Mark here. So he, Mark feels good. Um, and then, of course, he says, good idea, kid. The grownups will take it from here, which is basically him saying Facebook is a good idea. Watch out, you know, yeah. basically watch out for me. <laughs> Um, but obviously he's not going to say that directly. Um, but that's kind of the undercurrent, isn't it? Of like, you know, someone's going to come along and try and take Facebook from you. Um, and they will, you know, kind of call themselves the adults. Uh, so beware of those people. You know, beware of the adults saying, you know, good idea, we'll have it. Uh, we'll get into the next minute where uh, tomorrow where Sean decides to quote the Goonies, which is a wonderful moment. <laughs> um uh, but yeah, so that's. Uh, is there anything else that needs to be said about this minute? Well, I, got, um, I have two know. things related to that because I, I go for it. I mentioned it sort of last minute, but he's setting up this this. It, the minutes actually divide fairly nicely because last time it was Roy Raymond this cautionary tale. Now it's his story, and even yeah, you, even if you know Napster failed in this moment, he does not look like a failure. He is in this club having a good time, and so then he's gonna next minute he's gonna put it on um, on Mark. But I love this minute because the lighting and the close-ups, Jesse Eisenberg and Justin Timberlake look alike in this minute, like because they're yeah. leaning forward this in this like specific like club lighting. Eisenberg's face is a little more pointy, and his Timberlake's hair is a little more neat. But otherwise, they're the same person in this minute. It's just this one guy had a taste of success already and knows what it's like, 
And so he's selling it to him. He's this, you are me. You are, you could be Roy Raymond. Which one would you rather be? Yeah. So like you described him as like the devil in this, in this scene. He's tempting him. It fits. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do love the, how, like, even in the previous minute, the lighting on Timberlake was kind of changing color with kind of each time we went back to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas with on Eisenberg, it was staying kind of fairly the same. And it's the same in this minute. Like the lighting is staying consistent on Eisenberg, but it keeps changing on Timberlake's face. So it, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just where they're sitting in the club. But it's kind of interesting because, you know, towards the end of this minute, like the the lighting changes to red and they're both kind of lit up in red it's like uh i don't know it's just a wonderful like you know obviously scenes in clubs are hard to shoot uh mm-hmm. but they're kind of keeping it interesting because this is just two people sitting down talking yeah um and and yeah it's kind of compelling as to like what's going on um but yeah each time the story kind of gets like the concentric circles get smaller and they get closer to mark you know, we had Roy Raymond. Now we're getting the story about the co-captain of the varsity lacrosse team. Right. Then we're getting down to face mash. We're gradually getting down to Mark. And, you know, it's it's just been so far, it's been little stories until we kind of get to the point, um, you know, which will happen definitely in the next minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my question on Wednesdays is your thoughts on other David Fincher films. Uh, obviously, I have spoken to you about seven yeah um you know what are your thoughts on the other uh of david fincher's earth it was interesting i, I was double checking and i looked at the list and i'm like i realize i've seen all of them in the theater which is cool um i loved alien. even alien 3 yes i loved alien 3 that's the that's the only one i, I didn't see that's, in the cinema. i'm one of those people who loved it you know at the time i i didn't like that they killed off hicks and newt immediately like right off but i love the tone of that movie and prisoners and like the david fincher sort of angle of it being a little darker uh and then you got seven and the game is still one of my favorite movies after that fight club yeah pa- panic room's not i wouldn't say it's great but it's good like even when he's hey J- jared leto gets shot in the head what more can you <laughs> want from a film the curious case of benjamin button is not something i necessarily want to watch again but it's fine David David Fincher takes a film about a guy aging backwards and finishes with a senile baby dying in a woman's arms. Yeah. It doesn't get more David Fincher than that. Like, remake a girl with a dragon tattoo, gone girl. They're all good. And, I yeah. like, when a David Fincher movie is coming out, like, when Seven came out, part of why I was excited, it was David Fincher. I knew his name just from Alien 3. And then looking up, like, movie music videos he's directed also, I'm like, oh, I've seen that. Like, the, the Michael Jackson Dangerous stuff. And, uh a perfect circle judith and like oh, okay those are cool too i didn't realize how many he'd done uh but, so if a movie comes out and it's david fincher i look forward to yeah um i think didn't he direct freedom 90 by george michael um possibly yeah that's a wonderful video uh nothing nothing says george michael than a bunch of supermodels lip sync in his song um so, <laughs> <laughs> uh such a kind of <laughs> yeah it's yeah I, I and i i what's weird is it's kind of like a play on the wham title freedom um but like wham was like yeah. five years before and then like the, <laughs> his career after that was like 20 years so it's it's kind of weird how uh, like the gap from wham to his you know to him kind of doing his kind of stuff on um you know uh kind of faith and all that kind of stuff it feels like a bigger gap, but the rest of his career was like, you know, 10 times longer than that gap. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, everything David Fincher does is fantastic. Right. Yeah. 
Like even even I think uh, the weirdest thing is I think I've seen Alien Three like three times and I always listen to I always watch it with the director's commentary on that's on the DVD I've got. I don't think I've ever just watched <laughs> the film. I think I always just listen to because some of that is kind of more interesting. I don't think it's a director's commentary either. I think it's like cast and crew. But yeah, there's a commentary that kind of tells you what's going on in the film that's a little bit more interesting than the film. Uh, and and I think some of the stuff they cut out is kind of more interesting than what they left in as well. But you know that's just my feelings on Alien Three. Um, so uh, let's go to plugs then. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Robert? Let's see what I put for Wednesday. Uh, the Room Minute, um, where a co-host, Allison and I, are looking at The Room, you know, the modern cinematic classic, one minute at a time, with a lot of guests. And that only, at the time of this recording, that's only at a few weeks up, and so it's pretty new. And we're having a good time. Talking about bad movies. <laughs> And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on Twitter at social underscore minute or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Uh, thanks for all for being my guest here today, Robert. Thank you. And otherwise, goodbye.